Welcome to Friday Friends, RI Elder Info's weekly look at the organizations and individuals providing resources for Rhode Island seniors, caregivers, and professionals. Good morning, everyone. Happy Friday. I am Deb Burton, Executive Director of RI Elder Info, a nonprofit here in Rhode Island. And every Friday, I bring you guests that have information and resources that you or someone you care about needs to know about. So it's really important that you hit the like button and the share button. We're gonna be talking to a couple of great guests today about some new programming that is available out there. Now, as you know, every week I come on, it is through the generous donations of our sponsors and our donors. So I wanna give a big shout out to Aetna and to United Healthcare to Neighborhood Healthcare and Oak Street Health. Also, 321 Media is what makes this look good and makes my job easy. And England Studio, they are the web design team behind rielderinfo.com. So today, I would like to welcome Shannon and Lilium from the Heart Tree and the Rhode Island Village for Foster and Adoptive Families. Hello, ladies. Hi, thank you for having us. Thank you so much. So please share with everyone, what are your programs, your sister programs, right? We are. We are sister programs currently on a um, grant that we received in June of 2022. Um, I can share a little bit about our, our organization, The Village. So The Village um, for Rhode Island Foster and Adoptive Families is a nonprofit organization that was founded in March of 2016 by some foster parents that realized the need for some peer support. Um, so that's basically how it developed. And what that means is they were realizing that they needed to connect with other foster parents and um, the, need, the need to maybe have some meetups occasionally, at a playground, maybe have a place where they can exchange some equipment um, that was no longer in use for maybe a younger child um, and things like that. So that's how the organization began and it's developed so much farther along since. But I'd like to give Lilium the opportunity to share a little bit about how the heart tree, how the heart tree began. So we began in 2021 at the end of the year. Um, initially, it was to provide uh, foster, adoptive, and kinship children um, and youth with their Christmas wish lists. Um, and then we kind of started doing different things. Um, we started supporting the Spanish-speaking population that are in that world of kinship, foster, and adoptive. Um, we were founded by a bunch of um, previous foster uh, and adoptive parents. Um, and we have the experience of um, seeing where the cap gaps are for this population. Um, so we felt that we needed to get something together official um, so that we can help this population. 
So I'm thinking that there's probably people watching who are wondering how RI Elder Info and your organizations fit together since we're we're in kind of opposite ends of the spectrum. So please share what what is the new grant to do? Sure. So in in June of 2021, the village was presented with an opportunity um, by the Rhode Island Office of Healthy Aging. Um, and that was to reach out to the older population of caregivers caring for their grandchild, other relative that may be with them, um, especially those that may not have a connection with the department or another agency that they're affiliated with. So um, the Heart Tree and the Village are part of that grant, and that's how we began working on this grant for caregivers and caregivers over the age of 55. Um, and how RI Elder Info and the village and the heart tree kind of work together in that is we're not as familiar with the older population as we are with the children and the families. We're very familiar with the family unit but not necessarily the resources that are available to the older caregiver. Um, so yeah. RI Elder Info seems to have that under their belt um, <laughs> from what I've gathered um, and doing some research and in, into speaking with Deb. So I think it's going to be a really good fit and I've learned so much already. Yeah, it's interesting because according to the Kids Count Factbook, there are about 14,000 families, uh, grand families, where the grandparents are caring for grandchildren across the state, whether that's formally or informally. Um, and that was based on the census, the actual count census data. And in looking at the most recent survey information, which doesn't count every family, there's over 5,000 grand families where the grandparents are over age 60. And that's a lot of folks for you guys to be able to really change lives. Um, and it doesn't say how many children are being cared for in those grand families. It could be one, one set of grandparents with, you know, two, three, four little ones. Um, Lillian, how are you, what do you find is different for the population that you serve? Maybe the individuals who English is not their first language? Um, so we have a lot of barriers um, with this population, including the fact that some are undocumented. Um, so uh, we're with this grant, we're trying to reach out to the community, to the um, grandparents, well, or just people that are 55 and over um, mm -hmm. that are taking care of their sister's kids, their uh, cousin's kids, their neighbor's kids. Um, and um, we've done a lot of uh, a lot of festivals and we find that a lot of people are, you know, they're, they're very careful about putting their information down for the resources um, for whatever reason. Um, sometimes I think their barrier is uh, or their hesitation is because they think that they're going to be in the DCYF system. Um, but with this program, we're just trying to provide the resources 
without you know getting them involved with any government agency. So um, so it's that hesitation that tends to be a little bit of a barrier for us. Yeah, I, I would think there's a lot of different reasons that someone could become a grandparent caring for their grandchildren. And it, it doesn't necessarily mean that DCYF was involved. Sometimes parents pass, sometimes things happen. They may be um, military and deployed overseas and the grandparents are taking care of the kids. So it's not, um, it's not an automatic, oh my gosh, DCYF is involved kind of thing. But as an individual who may be over age 55, it can be a lot of work to care for little ones. Absolutely. What kinds of support are you guys looking at developing or hosting for the the grandparents? Sure. So the village um, has some support groups that are available to all foster and adoptive um, parents right now, foster parents, and they run throughout the month. But we also have a grandparent support group specifically for grandparents um, that runs once a month virtually at the moment um, so that we're giving them the opportunity where they can connect with just other grandparents in that in their like situation so that they feel more comfortable sharing, um, you know, their story. Yeah. So that is one of the things that the village offers currently. Um, as Lilia mentioned, her barrier um, to the Spanish-speaking population, um, the, the barrier that we have is very similar in that for kinship families, they may not want other people to know what the issue is that brought the grandchild or the other relative to them. Um, so informal care, um, someone that is not involved with the department, um, that is what that's called. They're not as comfortable as sharing quite yet, what has brought the situation to them. Mm -hmm. And that is one of the barriers that we're having, reaching out to that population that is informal, finding them, being able to provide them with the information and the resources that we have available to them. Um, so we also have, as part of this grant, a partnering with, with the Heart Tree events that we're running throughout the grant period. We've run a couple. Um, the village in partnership with the heart tree and the heart trees run a couple on their own as well. Um, information tables, the heart tree has given, has run a couple as well, just trying to get the information out. Um, and we also provide um, trainings to parents and, um, and it's open for kinship, adoptive and foster. And we've even had regular parents that have um, children that have experienced trauma, or have experienced um, that loss. Um, so we support them in that way, kind of teaching them strategies on how to deal with difficult behaviors or um, if there's autism or ADHD, what kind of things um, you can do to get them focused. And um, so we run um, trainings and we do like community events so that we can get this population integrated. Yeah, you, you bring up something that really strikes a chord with me that you know, I, I am a grandparent and I think about how much things have changed since my daughter was little. I mean, 
back when she was little, we didn't have the, the car seats that could come out so that when the baby's asleep, you can actually carry them without waking them. It's, it's things like that. But there's also some, some data, again, thank you to Kids Count for this data, that the children that are being cared for for their grandparents many times do have some really special needs, whether that is because there is ADD, um, intellectual or developmental disabilities, or just the fact that these littles have experienced trauma. Mm -hmm. And that is something, it breaks my heart for the littles. Um, You know, we want to make sure that they grow up knowing that they are safe and loved and cared for and that their needs can be met by a grown-up. But because the world has changed so much since many of us were parents the first time around, I would imagine that makes your support groups all the more important. Absolutely. Absolutely. And even just little things have changed. You mentioned a car seat. You know, the the laws and the and the requirements around even just when a child should be in a rear-facing car seat or, yeah. you know, or what does safe sleep look like? You know, all of that um, is so different. Sometimes it's year to year or every five years to, mm-hmm. you know, so those things are really important for us to be able to have discussions about and to have conversations with grandparents or even just foster um, parents in general. Yep. It, and I would imagine, you know, one of the things that I struggle with, and I'm positive I'm not the only one, putting the car seat in the car and then having the strength to be able to get it back out, like disconnected, <laughs> things like that. So you're able to say, guide the grandparents to like, um, I know the police and fire departments will do car seat checks. So you can have the grand, you know, share that information with the grandparents. Like, absolutely. You know, maybe you don't have the strength to like be able to really pull that harness in right. tight into the seat. Absolutely. Yep. Or if you're, if you are moving that car seat from one vehicle to another, mm-hmm. you know, how do you do that? That's difficult. Sometimes it's difficult for me. Yes. <laughs> I struggle with that myself. Right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and are you able to help people, um, apply for benefits or navigate the social service system so that, you know, sometimes um, maybe the health insurance needs to change for the littles, or now that there's more people in the household, maybe the individuals are eligible for SNAP benefits. Can you help folks with that? Right. Um, So at the Heart Treat, we do a lot of that for this population, especially if uh, English is you know, English not being their first language. Um, So we go to appointments with people. Um, We, you know, we have a passion. We're not doing this uh, because we're getting paid. We're not getting paid. (laughs) Um, We have a passion for this and we want to help however we can. Um, So we call, you know, if they lost their insurance because they adopted, um, we call whoever we have to call to get the insurance back for the children and the youth. Um, we, we do everything and anything this population needs. And if people wanted to learn more, who should they call or where can they go to for more information if they wanted to join these groups? Sure. So um, the village has its own website. It's rivillage.org. 
but specific to this grant and the information that's available to caregivers um, and caregivers over the age of 55, it's kinshipcommunityconnections.org. And on that website, we have broken it out, trying to do it in a, in a way that's pretty simple for anyone to navigate. So um, there are various tabs across the top that may include um, contact, um, events and news and events, um, oh my goodness, resources and broken down from resources are local resources, national resources. So those things are being updated constantly, but you might find things like, um, I just lost my train of thought, Deb. <laughs> um, That's okay. Like, I, I wanted to add to that, Shannon. Absolutely. You can put any language that you speak on there and everything gets translated. So um, it's not just for English speaking, Spanish speaking, it's any language that you can think of, it's on there. Um, so all of those resources are available for everybody. Absolutely. That is awesome. And are your programs nonprofits or if people watching wanted to support you, do you need volunteers? Do you need donors? Do you need tech support? How can people help you help others? Absolutely. So the village is always looking for tangible donations, um, diapers, wipes, gift cards. Um, many times when children come into care, it's on an emergency basis and a foster parent doesn't have what they need initially to care for that child. So we would call that like an emergency fund where we, we would have some gift cards available for that family. Um, we do have some things on hand that we're able to give out right away, diapers, wipes, formula, some clothing, um, baby equipment, and things like that. But oftentimes they need things that we might not have. So gift cards and things are always a great um, thing to donate. Um, as far as time and volunteers, we, when we're running certain events and things, we always put those up on our Facebook pages or on our website, and anyone can always donate their time, um, their talent. Um, more recently, we've had some volunteers help us out in our office and in our um, closet to help do some restructuring and some reorganization. So we're always willing to have anybody help um, in any way that they're able to. Um, and at the Heart Tree, same thing that Shannon said, um, we have a donation closet um, in all of our activities and our trainings, well, in all, all of our trainings, we provide food and childcare for um, the parents. So we're always looking for volunteers because we usually have um, in our trainings around 50 parents and then around 70 children because none of them have just one. Um, so we're always looking for someone that that can provide, you know, can help us with the children, do activities, um, can help us with the setup and taking things down. Um, we're also going to be part of um, the 401 Gives on April 1st. Um, so that gives us some support for us to continue to provide these services to these families. That is awesome. I am so grateful that you guys were able to come on today because there are really a lot of folks who need this information and they need it like yesterday. Absolutely. Absolutely. This has been a learning curve for me too. I've learned so much and just opened my eyes in a different kind of way. 
um, where it's not just the younger you know, generation of foster and adoptive families that need this information. And it might even be that the caregivers that are older are more, I don't want to use the word desperate, but they're more, they, they need this information even more. Right? Yeah. Yes. And Deb, thank you so much for having us today and giving us the opportunity to reach out to more people Absolutely. about what we're doing and um, how they can be part of what, what we're doing. Absolutely. It's been a great, wonderful opportunity for us, and we really appreciate it. Thank you so much. And how old is the puppy? <laughs> what? He's uh, two years. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. You can hear that, that is okay. What's his name? Uh, chicken. Chicken. Oh, so Chicken is now an, a video star too. <laughs> Thank you so much, ladies, for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thank, Thank you. you. Oh, the, what a wonderful conversation today with two amazing organizations that are really making a difference at both ends of the age spectrum. And with everything that's been going on, the data is suggesting that there are more and more grandparents who are caring for their grandchildren. And really, I've said it before, I'll say it again. We all have to come together to look after one another. We're all in this together. So check out these organizations. Please hit the share button and the like button to help them get the word out about these programs. Because when you're a grandparent caring for a little one, you need the support that they are offering. So I look forward to seeing everyone again next Friday at nine. In the meantime, be well and be kind. If you like this video, please follow us on social media and subscribe on YouTube. For more information, visit rielderinfo.com or call 401-585-0509. If you have any questions, email deb at rielderinfo.com.